Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Wednesday, October the 7th, 2015, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. And before I say hello, Michael... Uh, for anybody out there that's connected to us on Facebook, which is JM underscore Rice or the Why Is This Happening to Me Again or the Forgiveness Doctor. We have several Facebook pages out there. I have just posted some pictures out there of all the transformation that's going on here at Heartland. So take a look, and I'll be updating them as progress goes. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. And welcome everybody. We're honored that you're here. It's kind of fun. We walk up the front door of the house and look down the road for those who've been at Heartland. And, and what you see standing out in front of the uh, heart center is this bright red porch that uh, Stuart and Scott are we've been painting. And we're kind of going with some. Caribbean you're echoing a little bit, Michael. Say again? Your your voice is echoing like you're in a cave. Okay, let's see if that's any better. Much better, thank you. Oh, good, okay. Excuse my caving experience. In any event, the next time you come to Heartland, what you'll see is that we've kind of gone Caribbean, so we're going to have some bright purples and bright greens and bright reds and blues and yellows, each building with its own distinct color, so... That's a project that uh, Stuart is doing. You've heard Stuart on the show a few times, and uh, he's maybe out there listening. And if he is, maybe he'll push one and share a little bit with us. And Scott's working with him to uh, get the buildings cleaned and prepped and ready for uh, for a new sealer coat of paint and our uh, our project of upgrading and taking things to the next level. So, lots happening here at Heartland, and of course, the whole project of Heartland is about supporting us in taking this work to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. Our our project is simple. What we're committed to doing is freely taking 
the first century Aramaic principles of forgiveness to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And, of course, that principle of forgiveness has nothing to do with I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me. The principle of forgiveness is a tool with which I go inside myself and remove what never belonged in me, that is, any form of hostility or fear. And so that's what we're here to do. I mean, we're honored that you're here to share the space with us. If you have a question or a thought for us, we would love for you to push one and say hello and ask your question. Stuart, of course, the Oh, Stuart, has he got a hand up? Let's say hello. Hey there, good sir. Hey there, young man. How are you? How's it going this morning? Doing very well, doing very well. I had a beautiful session with Dewey uh, this morning. Uh, I feel like uh, it got right to the core of why I'm here. So it was beautiful work. And I just want to say to anyone that's listening out there that if, if, uh, if you are even thinking about, you know, wanting to come to Heartland, and maybe do a work exchange program and help with the facility. What a beautiful opportunity. I uh, Since I've been here, uh, it's been one thing after another that I've been able to look deeper into myself and look at different parts of myself um, that I'm willing to do and I want to do. And it's just been a gift to be able to physically do what I love to do, painting, and then... Uh, also be able to do some inner work and uh, get conscious of why I keep rec- recreating the same thing in my life. So I just encourage anyone that's even on the fence of thinking about coming here, um, get off the fence, come on down. We're having a good time here. Yay, excellent, excellent thoughts. And, of course, Julie's just that kind of woman, isn't she? She just goes right for the the, the core of it and uh, just zones right in or zooms right in and shows you where to go with it. And, of course, the uh, the support team program this year is made up of several supporters. Uh, Julie is part of the team of supporting those that are here to do the uh, superintendent or to do a work exchange program. And... Patrick will be working with uh, with the crew. Uh, uh, Magda will be working with the crew, and Chuck will be working with the crew. So, so we've got a and really Jim. powerful and Jim, yeah, and Jim. and Jim. Oh, I thought I mentioned Jim first. Right. Excuse me. You may you may have been working with the crew. everybody. Everybody has been wonderful. I, I just I'm, I'm a little excited about the work I did with Julie this morning because because it's fresh. Uh, and uh, was particularly intrigued with her ability to watch my body language and to notice, you know, when I was holding back, when I was opening up, and things that I just, you know, I would mean, get to be able to kind of see from a loving state uh, a reflection, somebody reflecting back to me what I'm unconsciously doing. And that, so I'm fresh out of that this morning. I'm kind of high with that. I'm excited that, um, that I have a, a new level uh, of understanding or awareness 
to to a final school of forgiveness. So keep Awesome. Well, one of the things you might want to put on your uh, your list for future intensives is that uh, uh, once every few years we do an intuitive development intensive, and that's part of where Julie has honed her skill of intuition, of just tapping right in and going for it. So I don't know. She's probably been through four or five of those over the last 20 years, and uh, and so she just is right on with her intuition, is just able to just key right in, and it's pretty cool. And it's a faculty, of course, that we all can develop and all can use. And, and the only place where intuition doesn't work is in the arena where we have uh, issues that we haven't resolved because the mind will sneak in and make itself look like intuition. But uh, And, of course, when, when that happens, the mind or the mind changes the guidance that we were given from a higher space because that's what happens when, when issues surface. So, so anyway, that might be one that you all might want to put on your list for, for some point in the future. We don't actually have an intuitive development schedule for next summer, but perhaps the summer after, perhaps in 2017, we'll do that. So uh, share about what's happening with the buildings. Well, let's uh, see. We have uh, the Heart Center. We have it primed uh, and base-coded. And we do have the first initial uh, selection of the trim color, which is a beautiful red. So it's going to be um, a very light, light gray body and a very a very punchy, bright red uh, on the heart center. And uh, today I'm actually getting primer on the uh, Harmony building, which uh, is in most need, and it's taking the primer quite well. And my, my goal for the day is to be able to get the uh, Harmony finish coated. Um, so I got a little bit of a late start in my session with Julie this morning, but it was able to work. Um, then... Uh, Let's see, I think then we're moving over to, oh, I think I'm forgetting the names of the buildings at the moment. So, but anyway, the one next door, we're going to get on, on that one. The next, uh, Scott is doing a wonderful job power washing and prepping and staying ahead of me. And so that's been a real gift to have another member uh, that's here doing the same kind of work that I am uh, to help me in the physical part of the work, too. I don't normally have help when I do this in my hometown. I do everything myself. So it's kind of a, a luxury to have a little bit of teamwork and uh, team building. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your work and the fact that you're here and bring those skills with you and that we're getting ready to move things up, crank things up to the next level. That's pretty exciting. Glad to be part of the team for now, and uh, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to get back to work. All right. Lots of love and blessings. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So, Jeannie, do we have Dr. Tim with us? We do, and he's on. Well, let's say hello to the young man and see what's exciting for him today. Well, I'm just listening and reveling in the fact that there's somebody there helping to strengthen the increase of work being done around Heartland. I'm I'll look forward to looking at the pictures, Jeannie. The other thing is we had another support group last night in Woodstock, Illinois, and we watched um the first part of the the lecture from a course in miracles on a new beginning. And as always happens with that we had plenty of questions. 
And we actually had somebody who's been in the group for quite a while who piped up and said, um, I think she said it was the third time, at least the third time she's seen that video. And a number of things came to her awareness time last night that she hadn't ever heard before. And so that sparked the discussion of how that happens and how we're actively creating our perception. We're not just recording reality, we're creating our reality with our perception, constructing our individual realities. And that led to somebody pointing out that they got about five or ten minutes into the lecture and they got triggered by something that Michael had said in the lecture, and they just shut down. And they literally went and, and, and did something else, got their computer out and sat there, and and because they, they got overloaded with their emotions and they decided that their time would be better spent doing something else. And the first person who spoke up said, you know, I probably did that in the first couple times I saw this lecture, I would only get so far, I'd get triggered by something, and I would say, well, that's all I need out of this. And then I would just tune out for the rest of the hour. So that led to a nice discussion about how that process works. And then somebody decided at near the end of the group to do a, a worksheet. And the worksheet was something that she said, now, this isn't, I don't really have any emotions about this. It's just a little energy around it. And it's interesting because, you know, there hasn't been any activity recently to spark this and so then we had a few people comment about how they've heard Michael say things like, the slightest irritation is connected to the deepest rage. And be careful when you think you're getting into something that's just a little issue, because if you have a willingness, you might find out it's tied to something much bigger. And sure enough, true to form, that's what happened. And we had a very brave person who decided to work through a worksheet on just a trifling little issue, it wasn't even at a level of that something that she would put on the upset meter from zero to ten to begin with, but maybe a two. And by the time she got down to part two on the seven-step worksheet, she was taking a breath and fanning herself and saying, wow, there's lots of energy moving here. And by the time she got down to level or the, 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 the second, third part of the second step, it was at a 13 out of 10. So a lot of energy was moving, a lot of good release work done, and on a theme that a lot of people in the group can relate to, love of self, acceptance of self, you know, fear of relationship or whatever, because of the uh, a deeply held belief that future relationships will only result in the same unpleasant result that past relationships have resulted in. So... A wonderful, powerful session, powerful worksheet. You know, my hat's off to the people who come week after week and just are willing to do their work and support each other in doing work, support each other lovingly. And again, I highly recommend it as a way to spend a few hours improving the quality of your life one worksheet at a time. So that's my offering for today. Powerful brings up a couple of really I think good and important points I <coughs> excuse me 
I just taken a drink of water and I inhaled it. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I love the fact that we have the technology built into the DVDs that each time you listen to them, they change. That's pretty cool. I think that's a, a sweet piece of technology to have. And I almost mean that literally because, of course, it's not built into the uh, the DVD, but it is built into the mind. And, you know, there's an old saying that you can't put your foot in the river in the same place twice. And to recognize that all of our listening comes from our brain cells. We can't hear anything outside of us any more than we can see anything outside of us. Our listening comes from brain cells, and our brain can only build what it has brain cells for. So if you steep yourself in the work then you're building brain cells continuously. And and my observation is that over the years, for somebody to really get to a point of really comprehending this and really starting to make big progress, it takes five years to build the brain cells, hanging out with it for that long, to really build the brain cells, to really hear the deeper levels of meanings that are there. And so this lady, having listened to it for the third time, is, is getting to hear uh, the uh, the deeper meaning that's in there, and you know, the next time she listens, there'll be another round of hearing. Her brain cells will be able to structure another reality, and the next time will be still another reality. And I know that each time I listen to it, I go back and I get, ooh, there's another piece. I'm building brain cells myself, even though I'm the one who originated it. And then the gentleman who checked out also brings across a really, uh, I think, important point. And one of the reasons for doing one's work is that Every piece of work that we do, our lives get better in that we are more present and more productive in our world. You know, a lot of people, if they really pay attention to mind, you know, somebody goes into the office for eight hours, and if they haven't done any inner work in their eight hours, they might get two or three hours of actual work done. The rest of the time, the mind's off in something in the past or off with something in the future or, you know, distracted. And these distractions come from unresolved issues. So when I forgive, when I heal the unresolved issues, the distractions disappear. And now I have a mind that's under my charge. And if I'm going to go into do eight hours work, my mind will do eight hours work, where the average person is just, well, you know, oh, I'll go off here, I'll go off there and, and, and get lost in it. So each time someone chooses to commit themselves on another level to do their work, one of the big benefits is they get more time in their day because they're able to be in charge of their own minds rather than the mind running them all over the place and uh, missing out. You know, so many people say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm just so busy, I'm so busy. And a lot of their business is they don't get done what the, the, the task that is before them because the task brings up issues that they get lost in and therefore are not efficient and can't work through. So each intensive, each level of work opens a space for still another level of focus and concentration and being in charge of one's own mind so that it does what you tell it to do rather than telling you what to do. So it's kind of a fun process to engage in from that perspective and uh, and to shift and recognize that not just the world we see but our listening all comes from brain cells. I, I actually have never said a word in my life, and none of us ever have. What we call words are meanings that we give to vibrations happening in our heads. You know, when you, you recognize, it was a it was kind of a cool video on uh, 
and they still show it once in a while. I think I think it was on the History Channel, or maybe it was Nova. But they put a camera in Mick Jagger's throat and filmed him while he was singing. And man, you want to watch that voice box go? The truth is, I've never said a word. All I've ever done is vibrate a little flap of skin in my throat. It sets up a frequency that causes air molecules to vibrate. There is no sound in the air molecules. You know that old question, if the forest falls in a tree and there's nobody to hear it, is there a sound? No, there is no sound. Sound is something that happens in the brain. It doesn't happen in the ear. It doesn't happen in the forest. <clears throat> so the tree falls and sets up vibrations. If there's no ear to hear it, then there is no sound. But when the vibration that comes from the flapping of this little piece of skin in my throat sets air molecules in motion and hits a little flap of skin you've got in your ear called an eardrum, and the drum moves, and the drum moving causes bones to move that set up electrical frequencies, then in response to that, we hear a sound and we have a meaning, and that all comes from brain cells. That's all an inside job. So, you know, when Yeshua says you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, here's a genius 2,000 years ago, probably the best psychologist, not probably, I'll take away the word probably, the best psychologist that ever lived, ever lived, best psychologist, best psychiatrist on the planet ever in all of history. And he says, in order to understand what he's teaching, you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. I think we can fairly safely assume that most everybody in this audience had what we call physicalizing ears. wasn't what he was talking about. He was saying you've got to have the brain cells. You've got to have the content in there before you can listen to that content fire in your brain cells. And if the content that fires in your brain cells is modified by hostility or fear, then you know that it's from corrupt data, and that's where you want to do your forgiveness work so you can free yourself from that corrupt data and actually get to a point where you have accurate perception. And, of course, to do that, you've got to love truth more than you love your own opinion. If you have to protect yourself and always be right and always have your own opinion is the way it is, and you can't look at blockage of truth, then one wanders blindly in areas where they have unresolved issues. And so we're here to support people in opening those issues and moving through them. Any other thoughts about that, Tim? That resonate anything for you? Well, last night in the group, it was a, a quite quite a complex discussion, and at one point, people were trying to wrap their minds around all kinds of different aspects related to what you were just talking about. We had this very discussion last night. Oh, cool. The idea that a word as a string of letters doesn't have any meaning on its own. The meaning is something I carry in my mind. And you brought this up in the lecture last night, all those years ago, when you were talking about the nature of offense. And notice the nature of offense isn't when someone gets offended, it's not about a word that's spoken or letters that are strung together. It's about the content they hold in their mind for what those words, letters, or vibrations mean when they get stimulated inside the person. So we had that whole discussion, and then somebody said, okay, wait a minute. How do I reconcile this with what I hear Dr. Rice frequently say when he quotes a gentleman who said, if you want to destroy a culture, simply change the meaning of its words? So people were wrestling with how do you make sense of all of that? And 
as often happens, I gave a, a little bit of an opinion about how the you know where the difference lies and how that it doesn't that these two things are not mutually exclusive, and and then I just talked about how what we're actually trying to describe is way beyond our ability to use words to describe it. And so all we're really trying to do with this work is usher people into a position where if they're willing, they can step into an experience of a more loving, of a more creative life, of a more expansive awareness. And I said, you know, in in terms of that phrase about if you want to destroy a culture, all you have to do is change the meaning of its words, the meaning is still held in the brain cells of the people. So if we redefine a word and we don't tell each other that we've redefined it, then we can't really communicate well because the definition for communication being if I have an intention in my mind and I say or do something and you receive an impression, there's an impact on you in your mind, communication would result when the intention I'm holding matches the impact you're receiving. And the only way to understand if that's actually happening is for there to be this feedback loop where we tease out not just the words I heard, but I explain to you what those words mean to me, and you explain to me what those words mean to you. And then then we're on we're on a path that can move us toward effective communication. So maybe you'd want to talk about that some. And we do have a caller with their hand up, too. Okay, well, let me just say throw out a thought or two about that and recognizing that my mind gives all the, the frequencies that I hear a meaning and there's an interesting story in the ancient scriptures where these people are trying to build a tower to heaven and some creature comes down and says, we're going to smash this tower and we're going to send you all away speaking a different language. That is, we're going to have you, instead of functioning out of being, where you live in the field of energy and you are conscious and aware what of what the energy that's present is and what it means directly from experience. We're going to get you lost in your brain cells so that, you know, if I say any given word, one person's brain cells fire one thing, another person fires another, another fires another, and everybody's speaking a different language. So and basically that's the, the whole point, I think, of that story of the Tower of Babel. And, and I had an insight last year. You might remember me sharing when we were two years ago when we were in Europe and we were in Sweden, and I hear these Swedes talking, and they understand each other, and I go, this doesn't mean anything to me. And then we go to to uh, Denmark, and we hear the Danes speaking Danish, and it's like, this is all babble. And, I, and it struck me that, oh, my God, we're all, unless we're speaking Aramaic, my take would be we're all speaking babble. I, I'm speaking babble right now. You know, the words I'm saying trigger a different set of meanings in every mind that's listening to them. The... You know, somebody got together and, and created a set of meetings. And, and, you know, we can do some sort of reasonable interaction with each other and cooperation if we have the same meanings. But if somebody comes along, as, as uh, uh, Lenin said, and changes the meaning of those words, then that cooperation is ended and the culture is destroyed. And, and cultural meanings are transferred primarily through the use of words. And so 
if this generation holds these brain cells firing for certain words, and the next generation goes off to school and is brainwashed through a different system of thought, like one where we're separate and there are enemies and people to hate rather than one where we're human beings and we're all made of love and we're kin to each other, then whatever words the other generation says resonate totally different meanings and all of a sudden the culture's lost. So it's a, an interesting process. And what, what ultimately we want to do with the forgiveness process is collapse the end result of frequencies firing out of brain cells, that is, our conscious perception, especially if there's hostility or fear in it, collapse that, be able to bring love to the part of the mind that holds that corrupt data, that hostility or fear, dissolve it, and it restructures the mind to live in harmony with truth. Then you have a mind that loves truth and lives in harmony with truth, and the meanings are all the same because it's a direct experience of vibration, not a set of brain cells firing with meanings made up by, you know, the Germans say one phrase, and I go, that doesn't resonate any for me. The Italians say another phrase. The Jews say another phrase. In Hebrew, you know, it's all, all different brain cells. There's one language that is based in the atomic structure of the universe, and that's Aramaic. It's letters are three-dimensional representations of the movement of the atoms that make up this world. And so it's the only language that I know of that's based in the actual creation. And when we're living in that vibration, we get direct experience, rather than having to go through the mind and through brain cells for its information. And, and the more you dissolve what doesn't belong in the mind, the more you f- get out of that babble and into a direct experience. That would be my take on it. And Ginny, let's say hello to our caller. Okay, I believe that this is Tony. It's area code 517. You're on the air. Hi, this is Tony from Lansing, Michigan. Hey there, young man. How are you guys? We're good. Welcome. Good. What's exciting um, in your world? Well, well, your conversation was a good lead into the purpose of my call. Uh, last night we had our support group, and awesome. it was a wonderful support group of two. It was Michelle and I, and um, it was just wonderful because uh, she was very willing and open to um, – we basically went into process work um, right from the get-go and the full two two hours with doing the process work. And it was a nice nice exchange. We both processed and, and moved just a lot of energy. We um, went into doing a bunch of worksheets, doing the hydro effect and seeing where that led. Um, and uh, one of the things that came out in the end for me, are, are you still there? I hear my phone kind of um, doing something with the battery. I just want to check. No, you're, you're loud and clear, Tony. Okay. Uh, so um, toward the, the end of our processing, something came out that I just wasn't aware of, um, speaking of babble and and what our mind will do with the the words on a page, um, in particular the worksheet, 
Um, in number, step number four, where it says, I choose love, my newborn state, which stirs love in everyone involved, um, something that I think both Michelle and I um, notice that our minds had done with that newborn state is it, is it, um, it created a separation between um, love and um, what's happening for us right now. Like in our minds, it it would place love into something that was part of us in the past because of it being the newborn state as opposed to um, something we're experiencing in the present moment. And that also connected to some insights I got from the processing that Michelle helped me with um, toward the end. And it was issues around... Um, being understood by my my dad, um, my perception of not being understood fully, and um, in particular with my art artwork, he's always been very supportive of my artwork. But I've always had this um, this goal for him to to be able to connect with what's really important to me, what I see as important to me in my artwork and um and then once can once we canceled that goal um i just had this very experiential um well a, an experience of how what truly is important to me this connectedness that we all are through love i just experienced how he and i have always been connected that way and and how he's been sharing that connection with me and I've been so attached to some of the words that he would use um, which would prevent me from really experiencing that connectedness that we we have through our heart. So it was just a really great support group and I wanted to share. Very cool. Sounds like it was very powerful. And, of course, it wasn't his words. It was what those words resonated for you that created that state you're talking about where there was perhaps some separation. And my offering would be that the idea of recognizing our newborn state is that's a trigger to take us back to the eternal state of being that we always live in that's never been touched and never been changed. It's not meant to go back and try to experience that from decades ago or what have you is to recognize that is our state and that that's where we get to live if we choose to. Yep, and that's that's where I was saying that it it was what my mind was doing with the, the words on the page that I just wasn't aware of um, but it, it just came forward last night. So um I'm gonna let you go Very cool. bad is, is um it looks like it's about to to give out, and so um, I will listen in on the show. Hi, blessings. Appreciate your call. Maybe Michelle's out there, and she can share a little bit about her experience. Thanks for the call. So, Jeannie, is Michelle out there? Maybe she'll put her hand up. Or... I was just looking through all the, the numbers, and... I do not see her on there, and nobody else has their hand up. So we have 24 minutes left, 646-200-4169. Six, six, 
and press one. And the chat room's really quiet, so nothing going on there. I will say, um, when I posted the pictures of all of the, the projects that were going on and I made a statement on Facebook that we could also use financial support in getting these projects completed. And I've already had someone that was down in uh, Louisiana when we were down there that texted me and they saw it this morning and they're sending a donation for it. So thank you very much for that. And, you know, it's just there's so much that we could do. And, of course, money's not what it's about, but it sure does help buy supplies. <laughs> definitely helps to move things forward. And, um, we did have a hand just go up, and I think it might oh, be cool. Rex. 517, you're on the air. Yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Hey there, young man. Welcome. Awesome to hear the program. I've not been available for the program during those times. I've been listening uh, to a lot of things going and uh, good stuff, but all perfect. And uh, But it's, a, it's wonderful to have the time available today. So, I was listening to the program, enjoying the conversation, and interestingly, I had a, a friend who has been a client in the past um, uh, call this morning, and we have had regular communications. They go in and out of, like all of us, you know, uh, struggle and fear and hostility, and um, they called today to say thank you, just calling because a lot of times when I call is when things aren't going well, and Everything is just going awesome right now, and I really appreciate you and Mitzi and our friendship and your support and so on and so forth. And what came out of the conversation was the very thing that you were talking about as far as um, brain cells and, you know, building uh, the neuron structure to be able to hear the communication of truth that I, I suggest, and I know you do too, Michael and Tim, um, that truth is always being represented and inspired in our bodies and our minds, if we're running it through love, then it will be a very close experience of that truth versus running it through fear or hostility, which distorts it. And what, what they were saying, what she said was that her experience that I had shared um, about when things are coming up, it'll look like the carbon-based mind's been trained to offer that this is the same thing, the same stuff, this is the same material, nothing works, it just seems to always keep coming back up, and then along with it, hopeless help laning again, and she acknowledged in the call today that it's been eight, nine, ten times we've talked about that, but when she has gotten into her issues, this this overwhelming experience for her would come up, and it would say, I can't change this, it's just going to be, it's the same stuff. I'm doing it again. And I reminded her, I said, no, you're not. Look at, look at your life. Look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. And she went, oh, yeah. And then, and then we processed the idea that it's the same stuff, I'm doing it again, which was incorporated into those original pieces that, you know, she had laid out that she was unraveling with the pattern. And it was so nice to hear her share I actually wrote it down this time, <laughs> and I laughed, and I said, that's good. And what you want to do is remind yourself when you're sane. You want to remind yourself when things are going well that every moment is a new moment. Every experience you're having is a new experience, even though you're accessing the past and bringing more things into it 
from the moment. Uh, and it was so helpful because that's kind of what I was hearing you talk about as well and that whole idea of uh, being able to hear something and really get it and then later realize, what was that? So that was one topic that I would love to hear more about. And the other thing is a literal question um, that a client, another client that I spoke to today um, was sharing with me and asked the question that we're doing the worksheet. It was on, on number six where they asked, what does that mean? How, how does that work out, uh, uh, the idea of when have I had an experience of, uh, I can't think of the wording right now. I don't have it in, in front of me. When have I had an experience where I, I didn't stay true to this? goal that I number six. That I built. Yes. What is the wording again? Yeah. Number six C. Well yes. when have I violated the goal that I'm expecting everybody else to be perfect at? <laughs> is basically so the I idea of that. It and, and I explained it to her, but I said, you know, it'd be great if you called in and I was waiting to see if she would raise her hand. I think she might be on the program, but um a little shy about, you know, asking the question. So I'm gonna ask it and would love to hear the feedback and uh, that's really what I have to share today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, a couple of things come to mind. One was based in the conversation that Tony had that um, I didn't get to, and that was that um, he was sharing how powerful the support group was, and there were two people there. And we've had people who have contacted and said, well, you know, we started the support group, but there are only two or three people coming, so we're going to quit because there aren't enough people. And you know, some of the most powerful support groups happen with two or three people. It's not about quantity. It's about doing one's work. And so if you start a support group, there's you and one other person. It's actually, Dr. Tim shared with us before that he's been the only one there, and he goes through the whole process and finds it just powerful to do that. Anything to share in that regard, Tim? Well, just as you say that the numbers aren't, What's critical? What's critical is willingness. And um, you know, I have had people who have raved about the power of the process when there's only two or three of us there, because it's like having a one-on-one coaching or support session with somebody. And yeah, it's it's wonderful. Like last night, we had 12 people plus me. That's a lot of extra love and support for somebody who's doing a deep worksheet process. And 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 that's lovely, and it takes nothing away from being there with yourself, carving out the time to do your own work, watch a video and do a worksheet or two, or having one or two people together doing that process. It's, as I, I said already, it's about the willingness to put the time into your own life. You know, you talk about learning to program a computer or work on get rid- getting rid of a virus once it's loaded up. And I, I like thinking about it in terms of my bloodline, bless their hearts, has given me lots and lots of good skills and traits and propensities and lots of stuff to undo, lots of stuff that never belonged there in the first place. And it's my job to clean it up so I don't have to live with it in my own life and so I don't pass it on down the bloodline. And I can do that alone, or I can do that with one or two other people. Thanks awesome. for the tool. For sure. Yes. Yay. 
that was one point I wanted to make. And then I'm not sure in the second part of your conversation, uh, Rex, what your question was. But I well, will address the third part, and that is in step, step 6C. The idea there is to recognize that most people, because their power person demanded they be perfect and do everything that the power person expected of them, even if they weren't instructed in it or told that was what was desired, and when they didn't, the power person poured out their rage, their guilt, their fear, their intimidation, whatever that game was. And so the tendency until we resolve that dynamic is to play the power person. And when somebody doesn't meet our infantile demands, we will tend to turn the same energy on them that our power person turned on us. And so the idea of that step is to look at the goal on number three, and then look at a time when I didn't fulfill that goal perfectly. And when I look at that and see that, you know, I'm perhaps not perfect at doing everything that I would have liked to have done, and to put that expectation on someone else is unreasonable. And when I can see that, what I've found is that that tends to bring compassion into the space. You know, the the early part of the worksheet is about getting back to the reconnectedness to the active presence of love and functioning as love. And that's one aspect of it. But another aspect of the state of being is compassion. You know, there's a whole religious uh, discipline dedicated to compassion, and that's the Buddhist tradition. And so this particular piece tends to bring compassion into play. And the more human attributes, I mean real human attributes, the attributes of being that we can bring into our physiology, the more healing is going to occur and the more truth is going to be the result. So that would be my take on 6C. And if you had a, some clarity, Rex, on, uh, on the in-between question, I'd love to hear it. No, that's great, Michael. I appreciate it. It's an excellent explanation. And your input on the, on the support group is good, Tim, as well. Uh, the part I was talking about is what Tim had quite a, had expressed about um, the person got resonated and then they kind of went into their computer and didn't seem to actively participate as much in the group. And it was similar to that with my uh, both people, actually, um, that I was working with today, that once they had a foundation structure in their mind, ideas that they could hear the languaging, they went, I got it. And it's like, oh, and they got this big light bulb went off. And you, you were talking about that and addressing that. And what I said is it's, it's one of the main motivations and the reasons that we encourage in our community the repetition of doing the truth and doing the work and, and striving to know the truth and experience it fully and continuing to do the work daily, even if it doesn't appear, there's, quote, a big issue. And that addresses with what Tim was talking about with that person. Say, well, i got this little thing that's bothering me. But quite often, like you said, it's the tip of the iceberg. But the importance of doing the work daily and hour to hour, ideally, to allow that to be so reinforced in the carbon-based mind with so much repetition in there that it starts offering us feedback that will support how I explain it is is that 
if love is right here in the present moment, and ever, whenever we're moving into fear or hostility, we're stepping out of the awareness of love, and we're over here a little bit, the dis- distance between having an experience of rage and having an experience which comes from our carbon-based mind material and goals that we set um, that is resonating it, and then stepping into love is quite a big distance versus when the, when the carbon-based mind says, hey, what if we did a worksheet? The distance between stepping from that moment in time to the moment of love is much shorter, and that's how I like to explain it. So then the repetition of doing the worksheets on a regular basis, of breathing, of tapping, of presencing love, of being conscious in the moment, is what reinforces that in each of us and ourselves especially. So, so that was really what I was referring to on the second part. It was an acknowledgement of the conversation and anything else you might need to add or want to add. And then I had one other thing that was resonated with Tim's um, mentioning of the support group. Uh, because of my schedule and what's been happening for me, I'm temporarily, uh, I have, uh, with a request to Tony, asked if he would be willing to take over head facilitation of the group, of the support group. And he has so graciously done that, which is allowing me to, you know, do the work that I'm doing off on the on other areas, all related to this work in our community and the building of our business and our company. Um, but directly, uh, it, it was infringing on the time frames that I had available to facilitate the group. And Tony was so gracious to take over the head facilitation of that, which I, 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 I was right now, I'm acknowledging publicly to him. I've done it numerous times um, to him. And, and we will attend the group, Mitzi and I, as we're able to. And, uh, and, and, but he is heading the group right now. So, you know, many thanks and also acknowledgement. That was the other thing I wanted to say. Awesome. Very cool. It's fabulous that it's moving. I know Tony is an awesome teacher, so everybody there is blessed. I know that when I've listened to Tony teach, I've learned things. And so I certainly appreciate what he, uh, he does with the work. So it's cool. So let's check in with Jeannie and see if there's anybody else with a hand up in the phone queue or anything happening in the uh, 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 chat room. Jeannie? Nope, there is no conversation in the chat room and nobody has their hand up. So we've got nine minutes. So we've got time for some good discussion yet. If you're out there and you've been listening to all this conversation, everything that Tim has said, Rex has said, I've said, Tony said, if we were four teachers who were sitting up on a stage in your local library and walk down off the stage, I know that many of you would walk over and say, well, I just have a quick question. What we'd like to hear right now is your quick question. How can we support you in refining the understanding of these principles? By the way, do you have engaged in the forgiveness process yet and you're new to the show, there's all kinds of free support. You can go to our website, www.whyagain.org. And in the center of the page, there's a red and white bullseye. You may have to scroll down a little bit to reach it. Click that bullseye, full set of instructions. Right down to the point where there are 16 different radio shows where we've walked somebody through the whole forgiveness process step by step by step. So we invite you to Go to the website, avail yourself of that, and then as you listen to those instruction sets and engage in the 
21st century Aramaic forgiveness process, it's inevitable that many refinements and questions will come up. We're here to help you build the brain cells. We're here to help you to dissolve the parts of the mind that take you out of love and support you in being firmly planted in love 24-7, 365. We have a hand. So that's what we're here to do. Jeannie, go ahead. Area code 810, you're on the air. 810, welcome. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Area code 810, you are on the air. Well, it seems like we've lost 810. Not sure what happened, but if you're there, push push the button again and Jeannie will introduce you, and we'd be delighted to have a conversation with you. And uh, and or if uh, you know, sometimes with blog talk the call doesn't go through, if you hang up and call back in again and push one again, it'll oftentimes connect them. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. In the meantime, if you are interested in taking your work to the next level, of course, on our website, whyagain.org, there is a schedule for next summer of our intensives. And we do a work support program. It's a support team program uh, where you can do an intensive without a requirement for money, uh, doing a work exchange, and or uh, we've got up to a two-year program where you can come to Heartland with uh, only enough in your pocket to take care of your, you know, your own personal expenses, your toothpaste or what have you, and, uh, and go through a whole program based in this work. So take a look at the website and look at the intensive flyers. And then we've also just uh, recently confirmed we have this awesome, beautiful home in a resort community just outside of Orlando, Florida, a little town, a big town I guess now it is, of Kissimmee. And it's just this really awesomely beautiful, luxurious home, swimming pool, hot tub, just a beautiful spot. And beginning on February 1st, we're going to start a nine-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. So people can come and we'll start on a Friday night and go through a week the following Saturday. So you'll need to take Friday for a travel day and you're back to work the next week. So it's just a week off of work. And that nine-day will actually turn into a 16-day. So we've got room for nine-day participants and 16-day. The 16-day participants, of course, uh, get uh, preference if it fills up. We've actually are limited in each of the two intensives to uh, to 12 participants. So you can do nine days, or if you have only 10, you can do 10 or 11 or 12, all the way up to a 16-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. So that will start on February the 1st and go through the 16th. And then we'll actually take a day off, and we'll step into a 16-day laws of living, February the 18th to March the 4th. And so if you'd like to join us for those, we'll be limited to 12 people, so let us know sooner rather than later. We have this awesome, beautiful, huge mansion-like house that we'll be doing the intensive in. It's going to be probably one of the nicest locations we've ever done an intensive in. And uh, so if you want to join us, come and play. That'll be the whole month of February. If you're up there in cold country, it'll be a great time to head south. 
So February 1st through March the 4th, actually. There is, of course, participation available in both intensives. And so uh, the uh, the cost of the intensive for food, that's gourmet, awesome vegetarian food, and learning some of the food preparation principles that we work with with fresh and raw food. And it's interesting, a lot of people are shocked when they come to an intensive and we actually only serve food. We don't serve things with chemicals in packages or you know, processed anything. Food actually grows in the ground, and so you'll get a full 16 days of eating this awesome, fresh and raw. And we eat such a wide variety of such fabulously prepared meals. It's just amazing. And you'll get some experience at how to prepare those kinds of meals. And it will include the accommodations in this uh, beautiful uh, home that we'll be doing the intensive in. And, of course, all the workshops and workshop materials. And the cost uh, is basically $200 a day. So the whole uh, um, nine-day intensive will be 1800 The 16-day will be 32 And or if you want to do the whole month, we'll actually discount the uh, two intensives together. Uh, instead of being 3400 or pardon me, $6,400, we'll discount it by $400. Also, it'll be $6,000, and there'll be an extra day in between, which will just be a freebie uh, that you get to hang out in and or over here. We're just five minutes away from Disney World, so you might take some time to go to Disney. For those who come to the later or the earlier intensive, if our uh, facilities aren't full, we do have the option of being there to do the food and uh, and you know, going and playing at Disney and doing some touristy things if you're wanting to get away. So, so we'd be delighted if you'd come and join us. And uh, Jeannie, anything else to share? No, I, we're we're working on. We're hoping uh, there's a friend of ours who does awesome food prep. She's worked with us before in some intensives, and we're hoping that she's going to be there to handle the food for us, and uh, possibly even get Ari down there as well. But uh, either way, the it's phenomenal experience, and uh, we're looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. And it's about the only thing that we are doing in Florida. We've got one Sunday scheduled in Unity on the Bay in Miami, and there's a possibility of a three-day coming together in Key West while we're down in in Miami area. But other than that, we're going to be riding. So the month of uh, January and February right now are the only times that there's going to be activity going on down there other than us sitting and, and doing some riding and part of the funding from the intensive is to keep the Heartland projects going and to also fund us being able to sit still for a few months. So any support there is most welcome. And we're down to about 35 seconds, so I would say that we need to close it out, come to the show, back to the show tomorrow. And we're honored that you've joined us for the day. And of course, if the show's been meaningful to you, it's in the archives, send it to somebody. Listen to it again and again. And we've got over a 1,000 hours in the archives you can go listen to freely and uh, pass them around, share them. We're delighted you're here. Bring a stranger to the show tomorrow and have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give. Blessings. Bye-bye. <laughs>